1: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and Attention Coach Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD, vaping and smoking, what you need to know. With us in our virtual studio is Dr. Uh, John Mitchell from Duke University. Uh, Before we get into our content, we'd like to thank uh, children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder for bringing this program to you. Um, In celebration of that event, we are uh, looking to give away free copies, digital copies of Attention Magazine. To get yours, just listen to our show. We'll share a secret word several times through the show, write it down, um, listen to another show uh, for a secret word, write that down. So you have two secret words, email those to me at attention at attentiontalkradio.com we'll forward off to Chad and we'll get you a PDF copy of the current edition of Attention Magazine and then when the next edition is, is released, they'll send you a PDF copy of that. Chad's got a little tip that we're going to run and we'll get into the show.
0: Are you struggling to find solutions to create an ADHD-friendly home? Chad has the answer. Parent-to-parent family training provides practical strategies and solutions to help with everyday life and family challenges. Individual courses start at $19.99 or the entire bundle for $99.95. Bring more peace into your home. You deserve it. Start today at chad.org forward slash parent number two parent.
1: on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again for more information to donate or to uh, become a member go to chadd.org. Okay everybody anxious to to do the show Um, we've we've done a show uh, six seven months ago Uh, with Dr. Russell Barkley, talking about the life expectancy of people with ADHD are uh, 8 to 20 years less than the general population. There are 14 things that they measured uh, that can impact your life expectancy. Five of them you can't do anything about, things like intelligence. Of the nine that are left, you could do something about them. And what they all had in common is they all related to self-regulation. One of those things that people with ADHD are more prone to do is uh, smoke or vape. They tend to start at an earlier age, uh, earlier onset, and they tend to uh, increase their smoking more quickly and, and smoke more. And this is a self-regulation issue that creates health risks in their life, among other things. And we wanted to really talk about that with uh, Dr. John Missel to bring this some awareness out there and talk about what's involved, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Dr. Mitchell, Ph.D., is an assistant professor in the Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Science at Duke University and a faculty member in Duke's ADHD program. Dr. Mitchell has published over 65 peer-reviewed journals, articles, book chapters with a primary focus on ADHD, including developmental outcomes, assessment, treatment, and co-occurring substance use. He conducted his first controlled study of a mindfulness-based treatment program, the MAPS for ADHD program, uh, with a sample composed entirely of adults with uh, ADHD. Dr. Mitchell regularly provides trainings to clinicians on assessments and treatment of ADHD in adulthood. As a clinical psychologist, Dr. Mitchell sees patients at Duke ADHD Clinic in uh, Durham, North Carolina. He received his PhD in uh, clinical psychology in 2009 at the University of North Carolina in Greensboro. So with that, Dr. Mitchell, welcome to the show.
0: Hey, Jeff. Thanks a lot for having me. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to be here.
1: I have wanted to do a show on ADHD, smoking and vaping for, for forever. I think it's been five years, and I've been looking for the right individual, and I finally found him, so I'm very excited about this. Um, when we talk about ADHD and smoking and vaping, there's so much here. I guess I'll just kind of start with just some of my understanding. Those with ADHD, they're more attracted to these things for self-regulation issues. They're more apt to start smoking when uh, at a younger age and smoke longer. Is that correct? And if so, tell us about that. Yeah. yeah
0: um, and a lot of the, the, you know, that we're seeing the trends right now with vaping kind of uh, comes out of the, a lot of the research that's been done with uh, cigarette smoking and, you know, and across, you know, whether it's vaping with nicotine or cigarettes. Um, you know, nicotine is involved, and, and that seems to be a, a key player in the relationship between ADHD and uh, 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 smoking in general. And uh, yeah, what we generally see is um, yeah, what happens, and you know, the what is that we we regularly see that with ADHD, there's higher higher rates of cigarette smoking. Um, it's more likely to start earlier in adolescence. Um, than than those without ADHD, and so it's more likely to progress into adulthood right now. And so, and we definitely see a relationship between the ADHD symptoms and things like onset of regular cigarette smoking. Um, And then also we see uh, also research looking at at just nicotine and a a similar kind of relationship. And so there's something in that where um, ADHD and, and smoking in general um, are related and then there's the question of why and that's that's an interesting uh, question also but I think the the what of is there a relationship there certainly is.
1: I also understand that when and again I understand I, you need to verify this right when when you people with ADHD start smoking they advance quicker. In other words when they start mm-hmm. it increases. Is that, is that also true?
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, that the onset um, uh, happens more quickly of smoking and that they're they're more likely to progress to um, more regular smoking faster than people without ADHD.
1: So it's also my understanding that at different times, some different organizations have – because nicotine is an interesting – uh, thing in as much it can, I understand it can actually help focus and I heard rumors that at different times people were experimenting around with nicotine in some way to, as an alternative stimulant medications. Is there anything to that or is that just hearsay?
0: No, no, that's that's not hearsay. There was actually some research that was done uh, in the late 90s and the early 2000s. Actually, I'm, I'm at the Duke ADHD program where I do uh, a lot of my research and uh, that's where some of that research was done. I wasn't around okay. um, uh at the time but yeah there there are there is research that shows that um, when you administer nicotine um, that you do see an impact on attentional uh, uh, symptoms Um, and in fact you know we even did a study a few years back um, where Basically, uh, the, the, the design of the study was that we gave adults with ADHD who were regular cigarette smokers um, a Palm Pilot. Um, now we would use an app and, you know, uh-huh. basically ask them about their ADHD symptoms throughout the day. And what we found was that when you ask people about their symptoms in the real world outside of the lab and, you know, when they're smoking, their symptoms tended to be higher before they smoked and lower after they smoked and so um, which will go along with that hypothesis that nicotine uh-huh. does have an in- intentional functioning
1: so this is interesting to me because if those with ADHD are more prone because of self-regulation is to try these types of things and they're kind of addictive it seems to me that there's another there's a, there's another reinforcement side and that is if you smoke and it helps you with focus you're actually rewarded for better performance at work and better performance at school, which I can see how it could, you, it would accelerate that process. Is is could there be anything to that? I mean, so you, you get the addictive side, but also the positive reward of the better performance. Does is, is that play in here too?
0: Um, I I don't know if necessarily there's an impact of on their, their actual performance, but I would say like it definitely has the short term impact um you know of, of of enhancing um uh attentional functioning and 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 that's why you know even non-smokers um you know non-cigarette smokers with adhd they're they're more um responsive they're more likely to self-administer nicotine than um than those without it and so It's definitely yeah having an impact Um, I mean certainly there's there's drawbacks of um, you know like with 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 nicotine use and it's you know incredibly addictive. Um, Mm -hmm. But you know there's there is the short term effect that we do see in it and it seems to explain why people with ADHD are more likely to smoke cigarettes and now it seems like we you know have more and more data indicating that they're more likely to Mm -hmm. vape as well.
1: Okay. I tell you what, I want to come back. I want to start talking about the impact of of smoking long time, at least to attention and some other things. Before we go, I want to go to a break. Um, Can you tell our listeners about the book that you have out there, Clinicians? um, A lot of our listeners, sometimes when they're working with somebody that's uh, a clinician that's that's not as knowledgeable, likes to refer stuff to them. So can you share with uh, them your book?
0: Oh, sure, sure. So, um, yeah. um, So, a colleague of uh, of mine, Lydia Zylowska, and I, we recently published a a book through uh, Guilford Press uh, titled uh, Mindfulness for Adult ADHD, a Clinician's Manual. And so, it's a a guide for clinicians on how to provide mindfulness meditation uh, as a treatment for ADHD in adulthood.
1: And, and I highly recommend it for those that, are, that have listened to this show for a long time. We've interviewed Lydia a couple times on Mindfulness, so that's a good book. So uh, you can check that out. Everybody, our secret word tonight is smoking. Again, our secret word is smoking. We'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Learn how you can change lives by going to ADDCA.com slash ATR. That's ADDCA.com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by DigCoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Everyone, we're here with uh, Dr. John Mitchell having a great conversation about ADHD vaping and smoking. Uh, trying to get just the, some of the basics out, things that you need to know. Uh, before the break, we were talking about the propensity of people with ADHD to start smoking earlier and smokes more to increase a little bit quicker. I've got some curious questions around long-term effects of smoking. Does it have an impact on attention um, over the long term? Or is there any any information on that?
0: Oh, that's yeah. That's a great question. Yeah, it, it, um, over the long term. No, so um, you know, when, basically, when when people consume nicotine, it seems to have a, that immediate, short term impact. But um, you know, for example, if we look at people with ADHD who smoke versus um, uh, those that don't smoke. Um, we don't see that those who uh, smoke have any more, uh, you know, benefit in terms of uh, impact on attentional functioning compared to, to those that don't.
1: Okay. And if, if somebody's got ADHD and they've been smoking a, for a period of time, is it, is it harder for them to stop as compared to, like, a, a normal population, or is there more challenges with regard to them on that?
0: Yeah, it definitely seems like that they have a harder time stopping. Um, You know, we did one study where we, uh, this was the multimodal treatment study of ADHD, and, and some of your listeners um, are likely familiar with that. So that was the, you know, seminal multi-site study where they looked at treat- different treatments for kids with ADHD in the 1990s. Um, and uh, they followed them out up to, uh, for 16 year uh for 16 years, and so when they were in their mid-20s. And when we looked at things like uh, quitting and things like that, um, we found that um, there were higher rates of, you know, quitting at least once than those with ADHD versus those without. Um, and that's just with the childhood diagnosis. So even if the diagnosis goes away, let's say into adulthood, we still see that a remnant of that relationship between ADHD and smoking um, even if the ADHD doesn't persist um, yeah and, and 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 that persistence um, you know of course like it if ADHD does persist then there is a stronger relationship uh, smoking and so yeah so we certainly see this impact on, on quit rates and how it's more difficult for adults with ADHD Um, So we definitely see that, and then I guess there's the the question as to why does that happen? And um, over the past 10 years or so, there's been a couple of papers uh, coming out, um, people like uh, one of of my colleagues, uh, uh, Dr. Scott Collins, um, who have looked at uh, what happens when people abstain from smoking, and you see an impact, um, one study that he did, or a couple actually, um, seeing worsening of attentional functioning, executive functioning skills uh, seem to worsen. Uh, a couple years back, I did a, 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 a similar kind of design looking at the impact on emotion regulation, and we actually saw that emotion regulation, which is higher in ADHD, emotion dysregulation, which is higher in ADHD in general. It actually got worse among cigarette smokers with ADHD when they abstained from smoking for 24 hours in comparison to regular smokers without ADHD. So when they quit, we think that what's happening, you know, it's difficult. Difficulty with concentration is uh, much, much worse compared to those without ADHD and we also think that it has to do with the impact on emotion regulation where that gets significantly worse when they quit and so it's actually more reinforcing in the short term to, to go back and, and smoke a cigarette
1: so when when a person smokes a cigarette or vapes or with, with nicotine does does it increase the amount of dopamine that's being being released is there a relationship there
0: yeah, I mean, definitely dop- dopaminergic functioning and, and ADHD, um, you know, there's, there's something there. And then also we know from the substance use literature that other neurotransmitters are, are certainly involved, but, um, you know, dopamine would be among them. And, and that's likely one of the, the, the mechanisms in the, in the brain that's involved is that, you know, they find it more reinforcing um, because of this impact on dopamine.
1: So we we, had, we did a um, did a three part series with Dr. Clifford Sussman a couple years ago on ADC and screen addiction, and we talked in um, I think it was the second show or whatever about the, like whenever you when you're addicted to something you go away you, you're basically your brain um, is, gets uncomfortable because used to that reward as a result of it you feel a little bit uncomfortable and it really makes a lot of sense when somebody's abstaining that they would they would be emotionally dysregulated. I've also um, Worked with a lot of parents at different times where they were going to take um, screens away from their children and stuff like that. And I said, you need to be careful um, or or plan on dealing with them because they're going to be very agitated for about two days when they're taken away just because of that emotional dysregulation and being uncomfortable without having the the devices with them. So I find that fascinating. So if if you've got ADHD, you're more... Um, apt to start smoking, and we do also know uh, from Dr. Barkley's research that it suggests that people's uh, life expectancy with ADHD is less than the general population, or somewhere from 8 to 20 years. Uh, we need more research on it to confirm that, but it's pretty strong, and one of those things is related to self-regulation and uh, I, being drawn to things like this, so it does... It has an impact long term, and it is a result of self-regulation. I'm hearing that once you get started, it's even a little bit harder, which is one of the reasons we want to do the show. Is that? Am I framing that out accurately?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that, that's one of the main questions: is what happens to you know when you have a group of people who smoke more frequently than others and. Um, well, I, I think some of the research uh, needs to be borne out, uh, borne out here uh, to look at what happens to these. You know, like in this case of the MTA sample, do we see higher rates of um, you know, cigarette smoking complications, including things like earlier death? Um, and, and we certainly know from the broader literature outside of ADHD that you know is you know risk factor for a number of things, including premature. So, um, yeah, it's certainly an important issue, and even before we have all the data on that, um, yeah, I think it's, we can make a pretty good uh, educated guess about where things go with
1: that. Um, oh, excellent. Tell you what, looking at the time, I need to go to a break again real quick. Um, everyone, again, your book.
0: Uh, Mindfulness for Adult ADHD.
1: At, on Guilford Press, right?
0: That's correct.
1: That's correct. All right. We have that. Our secret word tonight is smoking, and with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.
0: You
1: can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everyone. We're having a great conversation with Dr. Mitchell about uh, smoking and vaping. Uh, Dr. Mitchell, I'm kind of curious. I've, 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 over the years, I've come to study Dr. Russell Barkley's model of looking at ADHD and executive function largely one of self-regulation. And when I'm coaching people often, when they're getting stressed out or they're getting bored, there's a tendency for them to want to escape. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people escaping to, um, to game, screen addiction, and social media through the pandemic, particularly when they're when they're trying to do something, they're frustrated, with their work, or they're they're not really, uh, really clear on what's going on. And it seems to me that 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 escape is just a part of self-regulation. If somebody with ADHD is going to stop smoking, what do we need to know about that? And have you done any work with regard to mindfulness and the stopping of smoking? What do you know in that area that are, uh, that that you can share with us?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, in terms of, um, you know, if somebody with ADHD uh, attempts to stop smoking, um, what should they do? Um, I mean, one thing is anticipating that the withdrawal symptoms, you know, on average we see are going to be more severe. Um, for for those individuals and so you would certainly want to take um, a well-informed approach about you know what are what are the treatments that we have for smoking cessation and and to use the ones um, uh, that that are at your disposal and so we have things like nicotine replacement therapy so things like gums patches uh, lozenges um uh there's there's um medications out there um as well like varenicline um and then also um uh th- things like uh, behavior therapy um, and and other kinds of talk therapy things like distress tolerance training um, that that help out with with quitting smoking as well um, you know, and also knowing what doesn't necessarily help. And so a couple of years ago, there have been, um, I believe, two studies now where they, you know, ask the question, well, if we give somebody a stimulant for ADHD, and if smoking seems to help with attentional functioning, and maybe if we treat attentional functioning with a stimulant, we'll see um, an improvement in smoking as well. And and that relationship wasn't borne out. So basically what that tells us is that, you know, stimulant medications are helpful for ADHD symptoms, but they are not helpful when it comes to, to, to attempting to quit. So in that case, yeah, we would want to rely on... Um, the best treatments that we have out there for smoking cessation, knowing that it's, um, it's a really difficult thing. Um, the response rates, um, you know, are, uh, there, there's, there's a lot of relapse. That's not uncommon. So um, also I think kind of going in with eyes wide open and, think, and knowing um, how, how difficult it typically is to quit, um, formulating a game plan and then modifying it over time. You um, would also mention mindfulness. And um, mm-hmm. there's actually some, uh, yeah some some really good research that's that's been coming out over the past couple of years. Um, uh, people like my my colleague uh, James Davis, um, you know, have uh, published studies uh, looking at mindfulness as a treatment for smoking cessation. And there's actually some really um, uh, positive effects that we see. Um, uh-huh. Uh, using that for ADHD, um, that that research hasn't been done, um, but it seems like that we would want to add um, mindfulness to the um, arsenal of treatment options mm-hmm. for smoking and um, to consider that um, as a part of a, a
1: broader treatment program. I'm not an addiction specialist, but often I get people with ADHD that ha- that that are smoking or they chew tobacco, um, or have screen stuff, and as a, as always encouraging them to go to see some specialists on this. But I've had a few that said, "Hey, listen, can you coach me? Give it a try." And I will say, one of the things that we we always talk about is to to realize there's a lot of being come aware of yourself. You're more apt to reach for. Uh, your addiction of choice, if you will, and moments of boredom or moments of stress, identifying where those are and also spend a lot of time trying to find something to occupy your mind as you go through that period of time. Um, it wasn't smoking, but there was a, a CEO of a company I, I was working with one time who's like, okay, we're going to do this. And he was like, number one, I'm not going to go to the office for two weeks because I'll get stressed out and I'll reach for it. But number two is he got into exercise, and he would actually just sit on an exercise bike and read articles about how bad uh, chewing tobacco was for him, et cetera. And the idea was we were, we were he came up with like kind of an attention program for him to kind of keep it top of mind, to manage it, and kind of stay away from those vulnerable moments. And then he spent some time – meditating or just kind of just just focusing a little bit um at different times when he was feeling a little bit more vulnerable i know of no research on that but just working with people and just being present and self-aware as a means to kind of prepare for it and go through i mean a lot of times people with adc say i'm just going to do this and they haven't like kind of thought through that stuff so i know that's been helpful for some of the people that i've worked with what else do we need to know is i'm kind of curious with with vaping coming onto the scene do, are we seeing an increase in the the number the Because I had understood that back in the 60s, we had smoker rates, and over the 70s, 80s, they started to decrease over the general population. Is that – and it's back on the rise now. Is that an accurate or inaccurate statement, and what are the people with ADHD relationship – are they on the rise more or less or about the same?
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's it's, it's certainly a, a brave new world with uh, all the vaping products that are out there. And um yeah, what we see um historically is that the you know the, the rates of uh smoking in the general population of cigarette smoking have been um dropping precipitously and um you know where things have started to plateau is where we find, um, you know, more of smoking within um, psychiatric populations, um, and that's been making it difficult to, um, to, to, to continue that downward trend. Um, but in general, you know, we see that adults with ADHD um, seem to smoke about uh, twice the rate of, of those without it. And um, so as we see this national trend of Generally decreasing rates of smoking over the past couple of decades, um, and then we see coming online all these vaping products, which is a new way to to deliver nicotine. Is um, you know we're we're also you know more newer studies are, are now starting to show that um, you know when somebody has an ADHD diagnosis, we are seeing higher rates of uh, e-cigarette use. Um, or e-cigarettes and other products, whether it's, uh, cigarette smoke, uh, uh, cigarettes or it's, um, hookah, um, or, or other devices as a way to, to deliver nicotine. And so on the one hand, where we're seeing this really good national trend of a decrease in cigarette smoking, we're seeing, um, you know, quite the opposite with more products, uh, becoming available for vaping. And, and, you know, people with ADHD are, are at higher risk. Um,
1: mm-hmm. You know,
0: there have been ethical studies, um, and I think I alluded to this, to this earlier, there's been ethical studies where, you know, they've given people who have not been exposed to more than one cigarette their entire life, when they give them nicotine, um, uh, you know, people with ADHD are going to be more likely to, when they're given a choice to self-administer it, then they're going to make that choice of, of administering it um, more often. And so, so I, I think then you know as as we see more going on with this these vaping products um and especially for people with um you know children who are becoming adolescents and they're mm-hmm. going to become confronting things um to to anticipate that and um and it's it's one of those things we're kind of going into it and and knowing that you know you might have an inclination to be more responsive to this thing and so um you know being as thoughtful about that as you can um, and, and and knowing that this research is is central to becoming informed and 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 formulating that plan.
1: Is there anything else that we haven't covered that our audience would, would could use to know about smoking and ADHD? We know it has some very bad long term effects. We know people with ADHD are more prone to do that. We talked about it being more difficult for them to stop, and, and really an area that you want to be aware of and not and not go to. Uh, to stop is you got to be. I think you got to prepare yourself, and lots of areas to take to to do that. But is there anything else that we haven't touched on that, that we need to um, cover before we wrap it up?
0: Yeah, it's it's amazing. There's been a lot of research on this, but that that's basically the bottom line here is that there's there's a higher rate of smoking, ADHD is associated with it. We see that with vaping too. It's more difficult to stop, um, and and uh, we have some some ideas uh, that that are supported by the research as to why, especially the impact on focus and and emotion regulation. <laughs> And, um, yeah, and also knowing that information is, uh, one helpful way to, to combat that since obviously there's a strong, you know, a whole slew of negative long-term effects yep. of smoking. Yep.
1: It, definitely. So one last question that I don't, I, this is a really a myth, but I've, I've coached, I think three people in the last 15 years. And I, again, I, this is just three people when they, when they would take Vyvanse, they didn't typically smoke, but when they took Vyvanse, they smoked a lot. But when they stopped, it would kind of come and go. And I had I had talked to a psychiatrist at one point in time that said he had seen that, but didn't know any had no explanation from it. Were those just anomalies, or have you heard anything that that is similar? I mean, again, it was profound to them if, when they again it was just Vyvanse. It wasn't just straight up Adderall. Well, it was it was Adderall and Vyvanse, but that particular thing is that. Any information on that? Yeah, yeah. And the,
0: yeah this, this kind of gets at um, this broader question, and it's uh, the sensitization uh, hypothesis. And the idea is that um, when you give somebody a stimulant earlier in life, does that uh, predispose them to higher rates of substance use later on in life? Um, and there's been some animal uh research that that seems to indicate that there is a relationship there, but then we when we look at that uh, research in humans, we don't find um, strong evidence for that um, okay. and in fact it's the opposite where uh, stimulants uh, um, you know have a, at best a protective effect, but probably at worst uh, no effect at all but it certainly doesn't seem to uh, predispose uh, to any form of uh, substance use from that season.
1: so um It's been several years since I've been trying to pull this show together. Uh, Dr. Mitchell, thank you so much for coming on.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity.
1: All right, everybody. We hope you've enjoyed it. Our secret word tonight is smoking. We hope you've uh, got something out of this. Catch us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.